Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9 says, My ways are not your ways, nor my thoughts your thoughts. As the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. Today we have examples of God's prophetic word being fulfilled. In the first reading from Micah chapter 5, verse 1 to 5, he speaks about the reality of that he would do something very special in an insignificant place, Bethlehem, who is of no avail, not recognized. The Lord loves littleness. The Lord loves your littleness. The Lord loves our human broken heart. He has a heart, a human heart. Jesus Christ, he became man. So he doesn't look from afar down at us. In fact, in the spiritual life, what happens, we go up to God by going down with him in our littleness, our brokenness, our absolute need. What we have to realize is that he's always acting. St. Thomas Aquinas called God pure act. He's never potentially about to do something. So he's going to act in a marvelous way in a few moments. He'll even go even lower, smaller, to look for us. The greatest and holiest place on earth before it becomes holy is nothing more than a piece of bread that most people wouldn't even turn their heads. And that piece of bread at every mass will become, at his words, the word, the holiest place, the holy of holies on earth. But it began just in being a piece of bread. And today, in the reading from Hebrews, he speaks about the reality of the nothingness as good as the old covenant was compared to the, old co the new covenant, where he swore, and his very name, you'll find this, in the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 14, his name, I am. The rabbis translated it to mean, I am here for you. So God's action that never stops, that has no beginning and no end, because it's continual, is on your behalf, on my behalf, always seeking us, always reaching out to us, always wanting to listen to us. He has a divine obsession for you and for me. But it isn't just he comes invisibly. He even says that God has given him the eternal word and he came in body and blood in flesh, in tiredness, fully God, but fully human. So in our humanity, we have a lot in common with Jesus. Yes, he's sinless. He who knew no sin became sin for us. He never sinned, but he understands more than any one of us our shortcomings. And those shortcomings are allowed so we will need him that we will seek to listen to his word. And that's what we find today in the gospel. We have two people, Our Lady, 13 years old, so to speak. 
And every young little girl at that time would have wanted to be the mother of the Messiah. So when the angel, because this what happens, Mary goes in haste to the hill country to meet Elizabeth, it's right after the Annunciation where Gabriel speaks to her and he says something incredible about her. And yet she's little, she's only 13. And in the greeting that Gabriel says to Mary, the first word, haide in the Greek, hail, is a salutation from someone inferior, the archangel Gabriel, to someone superior. And that word hail, haide, is to a queen. Mary's shocked. But Elizabeth then praises her because what was said to her, she believed. This is one of the greatest qualities that God looks in souls so he can befriend them. And eventually he wants to mystically marry us. Every one of us, his eyes are on you. Every one of us, he wants to do something very special in you. In fact, it's so special that it's humanly impossible. It's called holiness. It's humanly impossible without God. So as God can change bread at this Mass and every Mass into himself, we need to ask him, if you can do that to bread, do it to me. Change me. Convert me. But one of the things that you find in Mary and Elizabeth, you find their reaction when they see each other. In other words, God's desire has been bubbling over, growing. They both had personal encounters with heaven's action. And the more the desire in us grows for heaven, for God, the more God has room to fill us with more. And the more we are obedient to his promptings, the more we will be open to more and he'll give more inspirations. So what we have to ask ourselves is, where is my heart at? What, where do I find my heart? What topic occupies my interior being? Remember, God is divinely obsessed. We have no understanding what that means. To be one with us, to be close to us. To have finally someone on this planet that will listen to him and believe the dream he has for you. So, when you have souls that know the Lord, who have been waiting and experienced God's perpetual action, what begins to happen is that he in them begins to react. It isn't just them rejoicing, Elizabeth rejoicing with Our Lady. It's the presence of God in Elizabeth rejoicing and seeing the presence of God in Our Lady. In other words, it's a Trinitarian work. It's a heavenly work on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what God wants to do in you and in me. To do what is in heaven, in you. And all he asks is for your permission. 
Fiat, Mary's answer. Fiat, let it be done unto me. So we've come to Mass. This is the fourth Sunday of Advent. And he's been waiting to hear, I give you permission that I can begin on earth as it is in heaven, that you do to me on earth, me as it is in heaven. That means marriages will change. That means family life will change. That means youth will change. That means whatever the age will change. If we only give God a chance to do something great as he did it in Our Lady and Elizabeth. It's interesting, and I finish with this, that the one that rejoices first as the Messiah approaches is an unborn child, John the Baptist. An unborn child is part of God's plan, his salvific plan. In fact, he will be chosen to prepare the way. In other words, everybody is invited to this divine action, this heavenly activity, whether you be born or unborn, whether you be young, male or female, God wants his love to enrapture and catch everybody by storm. But there's one condition we have to be little. And that's why our weakness is absolutely necessary for God's greatness to begin to penetrate, take root in us. Remember, the one you are approaching before the words of consecration chose to possess a piece of bread. And after his action, it becomes nothing less than his body and blood, soul, and divinity. Let us be preoccupied with God. Let us ask him more, 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 more. Because ultimately, only God will satisfy us. God alone, as St. Therese, Therese of Avila said, God alone suffices.